DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're joined now by Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz. Bowler, good morning. Uh, good morning. I needed that. Bang a gong by T-Rex. <laughs> needed that. Let's get it on. Get it on. Bang a gong. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense, but what the heck? It doesn't. <laughs> you know, the three of us could just sit and write a song, and what, you know, as long as it just got a good beat, that's right. all we need. Yeah. Bowler, yeah. you have been covering the Jazz in one form or fashion for three and a half decades. Oh, you thank were, you. You're welcome. <laughs> you were an analyst with Hot Rod Hunley before John Stockton had won enough to have an attitude. That was a long time ago. Thank you. Yes, I was 12. You saw that. I, I, sorry, I left that detail out. You are yeah. correct. You were 12. Uh, you are the only junior high student ever to. Okay. Have <laughs> you ever seen the movie Almost Famous? Okay. Oh, yeah. There's Bowler's yeah. Life. That's, That's it. That's my life. That's yeah. it. So you've, you've seen this story plowed over and over again. The hopes are up. The Jazz lose two. How are you supposed to be better than 9-2 and two in 11 games? Now, Jazz fan listening to this is screaming to the car, you dang well know how, DJ, beat some of the best teams. We all know they're beating the bottom and the middle of the league and not the top of the league. Do you think, and you can psychoanalyze Jazz fans, you've been around them as much as anybody, if the Jazz were winning the Phoenix game but then offsetting it because nobody wins more than 9 out of 11 if they were offsetting that by losing to Orlando or Memphis or whoever else, would Jazz fan feel any differently? Or would we just be yelling and arguing and, and gnashing our teeth over a different loss? No, I think that uh, this is uh, you're, you're gnashing your teeth uh, over teams that you have to beat sooner than later in the West uh, to solidify yourself as a true contender. And I think that's what the critics of the Jazz would for are barking. I really haven't, I didn't want to check yet this morning. Cause I just, you know, I set up late last night, got home and just kind of watched a couple of uh, an old Andy Griffith, just to kind of make me chuckle <laughs> that I, that I went to bed, but you know, the bottom line is you can easily dominate lower level teams like the jazz have done teams that are by far uh, not superior and also have been ravaged by injury. And that's what the jazz have been, really doing and not only beating them but punishing them so i think as jazz fans uh you know tell me they you know you kind of get into a mode uh pk and dj where you think that this is going to be you know 25 35 point wins on a, on a on a given night on any given night and the fact that the three ball will be record setting and so there's a bit of that spoiled you know mentality and i get it but then you run up against two teams of late who have played just tremendous defense. I mean, they pressure the three-point line. Uh, they do not let you escape. They do not let you pass the ball in the perimeter. And they hug you on the hip 24-7. And that's just the case. It is. Right now, Dallas is hot. They're playing with great confidence. They're, you know, And the Jazz had to hit the road for these two games. Tonight will be another test against, uh, against Portland who, by the way, got about a two-hour-plus practice in at Vivint Arena yesterday afternoon and that we're, we're, are sitting here waiting to play the Jazz, who got in very late last night. So uh, a, a stat that no one likes to hear, but the last two games, uh, 23 of 88 from three. 
and that's 26 percent. Also, offensive rebounds. You can't. I. You know, teams are just. Last night it was just like off the rim again, off the rim again, and the Jazz. You know, have got to just find a way. Aiton was uh, pretty impactful last night, and just second chance points and those fast break points. PK two is the there's there's three things that got me last night. Fast break points off of those defensive rebounds. Sometimes again, the Jazz don't turn and run, and other teams know that if they get out and run downhill, they can beat the Jazz to the rim, and that's what we saw a lot of last night. So we're talking about what I considered vulnerabilities, not necessarily weaknesses because I haven't seen enough because after 51 games, they still have the best record in the conference. So you can't really say it's a major weakness, but a vulnerability. And you look at those rebounding numbers, and they really jump off the page at you as you look at the box score. And as you're watching the game, particularly that one where Aiton uh, seemed like by himself gave the Suns three opportunities to score, and and they did. So my thought for you is how much of a vulnerability is rebounding going to be for the Jazz? Well, you know, they have to fix it, but I tell you what, I really, Matt and I were talking after the game. I mean, basically, Phoenix is a pretty good sized ball club. I mean, just to take away Chris Paul at 6 1, you know, look, Devin Booker is bigger than Donovan. Uh, Ayton is just an inch or so smaller than Gobert, but then you go Bridges at 6 7, and, you know, Jay Crowder is really a guy that found a home with the Jazz for those two years and played that you know, roughneck type of defense, too, and it was very emotional when he played on the floor. Uh, you know, Cam Johnson, Torrey Craig, they're, they're long guys off the bench, and I think that was the biggest issue last night is the Jazz actually had trouble with length uh, because, again, they could put a hand in the passing lane and just disrupt and crowd, and I still think it's it's got to be something the Jazz have got to figure out, uh, but again, uh, when you're not as big as your opponent, it, you even have to work harder. Blockouts. And last night, you know, there were several times that, you know, Aiton just kind of was over the top of guys and just picking off rebounds. And that's that one series I remember PK very well to the left side, the my screen, the Jumbotron, that was just like, bang, there it is again, there it is again. The Jazz looked like they were in position, by the way. But just, I see more teams, too, tipping the ball. Um, you know, making the second effort just to keep the ball alive and, and, and seeing if they can't tip it to a teammate. And last night, Phoenix was really good at that. And, uh, you know, it's it's frustrating because the Jazz did still have looks from three. They had good looks in Dallas. They had looks last night. Simple. If you make them, you're a hero. If you don't, then you label you get labeled as struggling. And in all reality, Jordan Clarkson is at the moment, and the same goes for Mike Conley all of a sudden. At least last night he had a great game in Dallas. But when you look at one of eight from Bogey and one of seven from Mike and three of nine from Clarkson, and uh, Royce O'Neal uh, really can't give you much right now except on the defensive end. He's working his tail off on the defensive side. Offensive performance is tough to come by, but – um, you know, it's it's the highs and lows of a season. But it's that time of year, too, where people now are beginning to focus in more and more on who you're beating and how you're doing it or not doing it. And that's why, again, tonight is another big game coming off the road against the Blazers who, you know, are well-rested and they practiced 
and they probably know how they want to defend, obviously, the Utah Jazz. And Utah, by the way, the pressure is also a little bit on. Haven't lost a ball game in 2021 at home. It's April. Unbelievable. They're due. Nobody wants to hear that, but they're yep. due. So the problem with the regular season that doesn't replicate the playoffs, unless you get into what they're doing this year with the you know two games in three days in the against the same team in the same city, then you get it a little bit. But in the playoffs, something goes wrong, and then you've got to adjust. And so if this were a playoff series, we could see how the ju- the Jazz would adjust in a rebounding. Instead, we get another regular season game, and one team's rested and one team's not, which isn't going to happen in the playoffs, except possibly in game one if you went seven in the previous series and they were done in four or five or whatever. So it, it doesn't really give us the read people want. And we're also seeing these teams get up for the Jazz. I mean, how else do you explain oh. Dallas – beating the Jazz and being brilliant and then losing to the Rockets and sucking so completely and knowing they are <laughs> sucking so completely yeah. that Luka Doncic is beating up the bench. You know, yeah. punch the chair cushion and throw the water bottle on the ground because he knows this isn't a C-minus effort. This is yeah. an F, yeah. right? So, yeah, well, absolutely. Well, you know, again, you make a great point is that the Jazz, to be champions, to be respected at the highest of levels is – knowing now that you are targeted and you have to get used to that on a nightly basis. I mean, you can ask Carl and John about that. You can ask LeBron about it. Uh, Steph Curry in the day of, of the great warrior teams and what Bird and Magic, you know, did and Michael Jordan had to perform at the highest of levels on every given night because that was what it was expected. So the next step, if you are – a high-level team, but be to, to, to be a title team, man, you have to take hits and recover on a nightly basis. And again, maybe that's part of this this process that continues for this franchise. Look, there's, this is a good team, and there's all-stars for a reason. Uh, but yet, when you build your offensive around two things, rim and Gobert, and also the three-point shot, if it goes away on a given night, it can be trouble. And that's what's happened against Dallas and uh, and last night in Phoenix. How do you fix it? Do you go back inside? I do look at one, one factor last night that told me that the Jazz actually knew they were struggling, and they went, and Bogey especially, <clears throat> decided to become a more physical inside player, PK. And look, they got 62 points in the paint. That's a big-time number. Uh, but again, if you can't hit a three to complement that, then you you know have trouble. You talked to DJ about you know making those changes. I thought the Jazz went into the locker room and came back out with a, a a pretty good game plan. At least they made some adjustments and they battled and fought in that big three to to send the game into overtime. But man, it's tough every night playing uphill. And you know we heard that some last year uh, about just not competing or not being able to hit shots, which allows you or doesn't allow you to, to play even. So you're always running uphill to try to get back into a ball game. And that happened quite a bit last night. But yeah, I give credit to the Jazz. I mean, they, they, I thought they played hard. Second half, entertaining. Yeah, they just couldn't get it done in overtime. So this whole theory of live by the three, die by the three, I think it's somewhat oversimplistic because they, they – they, 
if losing equals dying, uh, I guess you got me there. But at the same time, they weren't hitting from the threes, 25% or whatever it was. And they still managed to push the game into overtime. So if we take a step back, you, you push a game into overtime against a team that has the second-best record in the conference. So they're obviously very good, too. And I'm wondering, if we're getting worked up about live by, die by, whereas you know they lose an OT – and they didn't shoot the three. So the point I'm making is that there's other ways to compete and potentially win. And do the Jazz have that ability knowing that there's going to be times when they're not going to hit the three, but there's mm-hmm. also times when they are going to hit the three. Yeah. No, I think that was, you know, the, the 62 points in the paint kind of uh, gave me some a realization last night that uh, Boyan realizing that he's a strong player, PK, and it can actually score – and he did on this road trip. I thought he took his game inside and, and powered in and played well. Rudy hasn't missed a shot, did not miss a shot on this road trip. He was 13 of 13 from the floor. Um, you know, it's uh, the other part of this, too, is Joe Ingles is a pretty big part of, of what they do and their success. And he had two shots in Dallas and took four last night. Now, I don't know if he starts tonight. That hasn't been revealed yet on a back-to-back with Mike Conley but I still believe you know Joe's an integral part and it's with with the team as it is and Clarkson who is a high volume shooter it's tougher for Joe to get those shots when he's you know jumping off the bench some nights yes but sometimes no and I think Joe plays a big part of the Jazz success as well and only to get six shots in the last two games and he sometimes gets six shots in a quarter on given nights. But, you know, they'll figure it out. I, I, you know, look, I know it's, you know, people get panicky because there's a lot of hype and a lot of expectations, but PK still a lot of basketball to be played. Uh, you know, what are we, 50 games in, 51? So, you know, there's 21 left, and there's a lot of basketball, and there's some tests that are coming again in L.A., Later on next week, you know, with a couple of games with the Lakers. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Let's see if the two stars play. Yeah, true. And if they're on minutes restrictions when they do play. Right. Uh, Okay. So, I mean, Kevin Durant came back and played. What was was 19 minutes? He played 19 minutes. He's five for five. Yeah. 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 17 points in 19 minutes. Uh, so two, th- we got to go, Boulder. But two things you touched on here. One, we got to dig a little deeper than the missed threes. The Jazz changed the way they played offensively and the way they attacked in the third quarter. So the question is, are they going to be able to solve problems faster? Can you make those adjustments in a timeout mm-hmm. or just on the fly? We got a high yeah. IQ basketball team here. Make those adjustments on the fly in the second quarter. Learn your lessons in the first quarter. The three isn't going. That's your priority. Go with it. But it doesn't work. But if they adjust in the second quarter and have a 38-point second quarter, we might be talking about a win instead of you know giving the Suns 12 more minutes to control the game. Yeah, so that's point. one thing. And the other thing I wonder, and this is where Quinn's got to work his magic and relationships and how you tell a guy. PK was hitting on this a little bit earlier. How you tell a guy. You can't tell Clarkson not to shoot. Okay, he's in a cold slump, but if you tell him, stop shooting, it's going to get in his head. He's going to do what Bogey did late in the game and hesitate on a three that it should have been catch and shoot. And then right. you hesitate and you're out of rhythm and you miss it. You made the shot more difficult. You did it. The, the defense didn't. But I think with Clarkson, the thing, if I could have him grasp one thing, trust your teammates. If you give the ball up with 18 or 16 on the shot clock, 
you'll get it back. Yeah, that's a great point. And so you're, you'll still get the shots, but the whole defense is focused on you. Move the ball, loosen the defense up, and then attack it. Trust your teammates, you'll get the ball back. I'm not sure he's all in on that concept right now. Yeah. Uh, to your point, 14 assists last night on 46 uh, field goals that were made. The Jazz are in the 20s on a good night uh, in mid to mid mid 20s. And so, yeah, yeah. You know, the blender, as everyone likes to call it, has been kind of uh, been put on a, you know, it's, it's spinning a bit. So, um, uh, all good points. All good points. And I, I guarantee you, discussed on the, on the flight back with Quinn and his staff. All right, Bowler, we appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. All right, guys. Talk soon.